Monday, November 13th, 2023, Season 2, Episode 46. What's eating kale? I'm kale. Here we go. So, uh, I hope your weekend was a good one. Mine was spectacular. I bet you mine was better than yours. Eh, maybe not. I mean, probably. (laughs) Uh, Lisa and I decided to get away for a couple of days. We went up to Elkhart Lake in the uh, Ostoff Resort. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, The day we left was cold and windy and sucky. We didn't really care because when we got there, we thought, well, we're pretty much going to be inside the whole weekend, and it's nice to be there, and the area is nice, so it'd be nice to be outside, but it wasn't necessary. Um, however, Saturday was beautiful. It was well into the 40s and sunny, and we went for a walk around the grounds. It was beautiful. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, the food was spectacular. We, you know, we got there on Friday, I don't know, whatever. Our room was ready. You know, I, it was, we got there like 11, I think, maybe 12, something like that. And we expected our room not to be available till the afternoon. And so we were just going to hang out and have a couple of drinks at the bar or whatever, uh, eat some food, check the place out, whatever. And um, no, there were, surprisingly, our room was ready when we got there. So that was perfect. We go to our room, set our stuff down. We brought a bunch of food along so we could eat somewhat normally. Um, it was great. Uh, so first thing we did is we headed down and we decided we were going to have a normal lunch, just go grab a whatever. We weren't going to pay too much attention to the diet, but we were going to try to stay smaller calorie and more meals, even though our caloric intake was probably going to be greater. So uh, we just went and decided to have a couple of cocktails. <laughs> I had just a really fun day on Friday and um, the food was just always better than what you th- think it would be you know like the burger was just better it was a great burger just slightly elevated you know they they had one restaurant that was open from breakfast till say three o'clock in the afternoon then one open for dinner one open for dinner was even more elevated um i took a a big chance because i i i'm a big steak snob i don't even know if i know what a good steak is but i have a steak that is my pinnacle and I judge all other steaks at restaurants against that. I'm not even going to tell you my restaurant because it's so small. And so <laughs> if I tell people about it, then it's just going to ruin my chances for getting in. <laughs> uh, just kidding. It is a place called, I'm, I'm happy to promote it. Um, it's a place called the Farmstead in Cedarburg. And uh, it is ugh, just the best meal ever. Uh, the ribeye steak there is out of the world, out of this world. And anyway, I always judge. And so I, whenever I order a ribeye, because it's the, it's the best tasting. It's the fattiest. It's the, <clears throat> the best tasting. I always judge it against that. And uh, always disappointed. I've had steaks in several states, several countries, and they just don't, they don't measure up. Got to be honest with you. Friday night, I had a steak at a restaurant, and it, It was damn good. It was damn good. It was worth the big dollar amount on it. And 
probably not quite to the level, but like not uh, not more than two levels below the farmstead. Uh, the service is great. Everybody was everybody was awesome there. Um, so we did that. Um, it, it was we just I don't know we just had a really nice weekend. I mean we were lucky, but I we really enjoyed it. We will absolutely keep it on our in mind for if we need a quick getaway. It wasn't terribly expensive. Um, I you know I went up there with a bunch of so I have this wheel for my wheelchair and <clears throat> it's a big facility. So I thought might as well bring it along. Typically, a place like that, the hallways are carpeted, and carpeting can certainly wear on you when you're in a wheelchair. So, <clears throat> super excited to bring the wheel along, and there we go. We're off and running. Wheels working great, flying around the the place, and the wheel dies. It dies on Friday. Oh, I don't know, around two in the afternoon. <laughs> and I when I had it plugged in overnight when I was here. And I, I look at my watch, my watch controls the thing and can tell me what's going on. And it's dead. It's out of battery. I'm like, what the hell? I charged it overnight last night. Well, maybe it didn't. Maybe I didn't. But when I looked at it in the morning before we left, I'm like, well, I don't need the charger because it's fully charged. That charge lasts for like eight miles. So I don't have any way to charge it. So at two o'clock on Friday afternoon, I'm hoofing it. And uh, we wound up making fun of it. So Lisa would push and I would, I'd put, and we'd go flying through the halls. It was pretty fun. <clears throat> so we had uh, some fun with that. But uh, there were some carpeting. A bunch of the carpeting was brand new and it was super plush and it was really hard to get through. Other areas had older carpeting with lower nap and it was easier. So I would just roll through that. And then some areas were tiled and it was fine. It's a killer for getting that cord, or not, I guess not for getting it, but deciding not to take it. I also planned to do some podcasting while I was there, at least record some of my, maybe even record it, like get an interview with somebody there. Forgot one cord, couldn't do any podcasting, one effing cord. And I, the reason I forgot it was because I would normally take two, uh, one bag and, and then a, a hard box for my, my board. And, but my board fit in the bag. So I'm like, well, I don't need to take that hard box then. That'll be awesome. The cord that connects everything together was in the hard box. Urf. I just fail at every turn. Um, I did try, I, funny story, I tried a mint mocha coffee. I am a black coffee kind of guy. Um, a little bit of sugar and that's, that's it for me. So uh, I'm like, you know what? While I'm here, let's, you know, let's try something out. They had a very extensive coffee uh, thing going on there. It was pretty cool. Uh, and the barista, I ordered, so I ordered a mint mocha and the barista looked me at me like, what? And I go, what? I go, you look surprised that I ordered a mint mocha. And she goes, well, you look like a black coffee kind of guy. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I don't know if that's a compliment or a, I, I look like a douchebag. I don't know. Uh, so we kind of had a chuckle about that. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, well, all guys pretty much just order black coffee. Almost all guys. She goes, just almost all guys. And so uh, she's making them in. And the next guy up to line comes up and he's like, I'll have black coffee. And we all start laughing. And this poor guy has no idea what we're laughing about. <laughs> so I explained to him, like, you just happen to be the next guy in line after this occurred. And, we, and then he had a good laugh with us. And he goes, I don't know. I just like black coffee. I'm like, I do too. But I tried something. It was great. And uh, it was it was pretty funny. Uh, at any rate, we had a really really good weekend, and um, it's over now, so we can go back to 
being a-holes and worrying about everything again. So at any rate, it was really great. Uh, really nice getaway. Uh, I recommend it for everyone if you have the time. Super disappointed in the entertainment and headlines today. I don't know. Am I hoping something bad happens? Is that what I'm doing? Am I waiting for the big headline? I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt are among the Hollywood A-listers that are looking to secure the movie rights to Britney Spears' memoir. Now, you watch this thing play out. You know, this memoir has come out and there's been a bunch of bombshells and... You know, there's some funny moments like like this one from like where Michelle Williams, the Oscar winning actress, is and then she does this invitation of Justin Timberlake meeting. Um, oh, genuine is who he's meeting. Jay got all excited and said so loud, "Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. What's up, <laughs> homie?" Uh, it makes me laugh every time I hear. It. Anyway, there's been all these bombshells, right? And there's all this stuff going on, and it doesn't even occur to a jamoke like me that this would probably make a fantastic movie, right? And it, and it probably would, just the drama. And who knows if some of this is even true and then just kind of her craziness wrapped up with the craziness of everything that's going on around her and the craziness of the people that are you know, kind of controlling her and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's holy Toledo, right? I mean, it probably is just a great, um, it would make a great movie. An Australian cop was convicted for pulling a gun over the threat of someone spoiling Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Australian police officer uh, responded to co-workers' threats to spoil the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, and he's sitting there uh, holding up a, a, a fellow cop with a gun saying, I'll shoot you. Because the guy was threatening uh, to spoil the movie. And it sounds like when you read deeper into it that they're kind of joking around, but he did pull his gun. And that obviously, even among cops, that while that might be a little bit funny, obviously kind of a no-no. A collection of rare psychedelic drawings by Jim, Jimi Hendrix is up for sale. Uh, but fans, if you're going to want to get in on it, it's going to take a little bit of cash. About one hundred ninety-five grand. Uh, Ten drawings by Jimi Hendrix are being sold by momentsintime.com <laughs> just why not uh, the guitarist artwork was drawn with a color pen in the late 60s uh, at the height of, of Jimi Hendrix popularity it was kind of cool kind of different I suppose nice quick program for you today I think so uh, on the topic of if you're getting the blues this time of, time of year, so Lisa and I were talking about it. Like I right now, it's getting light a little bit earlier than it would because of the clock change and what have you. So like it is six oh five right now, and I can I can see it's still dark, but I can see that the sun's starting to come up a little bit. Um, and it, this is all going to change, and the days are going to get shorter and whatever. But this causes a problem. And I'm not talking about daylight savings time. I'm just say, saying that naturally, as the seasons change, we we lose an amount of sunlight. This causes um, seasonal, uh, I guess, depression. Um, they, there's, a, there's a term for it, which I'll get into in a minute. But uh, if you got the seasonal blues, um, which I think we're all you know, ripe for, especially in the upper Midwest and where 
you know, the, I don't know where it's cold too. And there's just less likelihood you're going to be outside. Um, you, you just kind of get down and you just, you don't even know it. You don't, but you can get down. Uh, you got to watch out. My, my rule is always, if I'm feeling down for more than a week or two, I, I got to do something. I got to, I got to do something myself, see somebody, I got to do something because that has a tendency to just kind of um, get out of control on you. But if you, because we're having the shorter days and the longer nights during the fall and winter, our circadian rhythm, our internal body clocks get thrown off, which in the circadian rhythm regulates multiple processes. Um, this is all according to doctors, not according to me. Um, but when it's disrupted, uh, it just can affect your mood, cause fatigue, lower energy, and it can cause you to not sleep as well. I That happens to me. Uh, I'm going to get all these names wrong, but Dr. Jason Tusierone, I'm going to say, is an instructor of psychiatry at um, Stanford University. Uh, he suggests getting a light box. What's a light box, you say? A light box mimics the sun. Uh, and exposing yourself, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, just saying exposing yourself is funny to me. Maybe I'm not depressed after all. Exposing yourself in the morning can to the light box, <laughs> not your neighbors. In the, if you expose yourself to the light box in the morning, you can provide benefits all day long. You got to look away from the light because it's bright and it can harm your eyes. So if you need, wear those little, like you're in a tanning booth kind of things. Um, but just otherwise, just don't look at it. But sit uh, in front of it uh, for about 30 minutes in the morning. Uh, read the paper. Uh, read, you know, do work. Uh, eat breakfast. Do something. Keep yourself busy for about 30 minutes. Uh, stay about two to three feet away from it. And just don't look directly into it. And it'll give you great benefits of a, a, a whole bunch of sun uh, that you wouldn't ordinarily have. Uh, the next thing he talks about is buying a dawn, a dawn simulator. I've looked at these for years. Always kind of wanted one. Never got one. I don't even know like what makes a good one or yeah, there's some skepticism maybe a little bit there, but a dawn simulator is an alarm clock that doesn't just, you know, start blasting you in the morning with a, it doesn't do that. It just slowly starts lighting up the room, simulating dawn. And that's what winds up waking you up. It's just a much more gradual, much more natural way uh, to wake up. So that, that was another suggestion. Um, there is a suggestion to prioritize sleep at night. Uh, Thomas Kilkenny, a sleep specialist at uh, Norwell Health in New York, says uh, we should get ready for bed. For uh, this is common stuff, right? Like if you've ever read, like why don't I sleep well? You're going to hear these next few things. Um, get ready for bed about an hour before you're going to go to bed. Dim the lights. Use the bathroom. Avoid arguments and emotional situations. If you're going to get yourself worked up at all, avoid that like the plague. Avoid using electronics as you start to wind down. Uh, phones, computers have bright lights, which can trick your mind into thinking it's daylight. And then finally he says, and this, I try to do this. Um, I try, I try, I try, I try, I try. Um, but to have a stable sleep schedule. Go to bed around the same time, get up at the same time every day. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make, this is my uh, uneducated, stupid Hickville opinion. Uh, but the people who sleep in late during the weekends and then get up and get after it during the week, I think you screw yourself up for Monday and Tuesday at least. 
Um, I think you screw your weekends up because you're just not going to be up as long. Uh, I don't know. I try to get up around the same time every day. Uh, I, I don't, I can only assume if this is correct, what this guy's saying that I'm better for it, even though I don't always feel better for it. Another suggestion is to go for a walk outside, avoid, uh, avoid heavy workouts before bed because they can raise your body temperature. But during the day, make sure you go out and get a little fresh air and take a walk. Uh, a a nice walk is good enough to, to help you kind of get through that, um, you know, kind of get, get you enough exercise to feel more tired before you go to bed. And the fresh air, of course, is, is good. The next one was, I, I to me, I was talking to Lisa about this this weekend because we were around people and I really enjoyed myself. And I'm pretty isolated here. Social isola- uh, isolation is a problem. Uh, so socialize with people. And this is something I, all my friends who are listening right now expect a phone call. <laughs> um, social isolation is common among people with Seasonal affective disorder is what all this is actually called. Um, Isolating may contribute to depressive symptoms. Uh, Recently, the U.S. Surgeon uh, General has reported, this is crazy. Being socially disconnected was bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. So here's what happened, Lisa and I. I said, you know, I never have this need to like, oh, I got to go out. I got to get, you know, hang out. I got to, I, I never have that. I don't ever feel that. I talk on the phone. I do lots of Zoom meetings and what have you. I, I do that without question. Uh, but they aren't social. They're business. I do that during the day. Talk to my mom, you know, my dad maybe. Um, that's about the most social. And then Lisa. Uh, but I work from home. Uh, almost all my meetings, all my clients. I don't have a client in town. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense to go have an hour-long meeting there, <laughs> wherever they might be. So, we were talking about it, and I said, you know, I got to be honest with you, I f- it feels great to be out among people and talking and goofing off, and we had a lot of fun with our, our service people, um, a guy named Aiden at the office, uh, at the Ostop. Uh Kudos to him. The guy killed it for us, made us some great bourbon old fashions, and... Um, so we, if we first meet him when we do lunch, and then we go out for dinner that night at a different restaurant, and there's Aiden. <laughs> and we were like, what? So we had a chocolate. He made us some more old fashions. It was really, really fun. Uh, the next morning, we go out for breakfast. Breakfast was the thing we were kind of most looking forward to because we haven't had a big breakfast in a long, long time. And we used to do a big breakfast every Saturday morning. So this is, this is kind of fun for us. Guess who our server is? And poor Aiden has a room, a, a, a dining room full of people, and he's the only guy there. And there are people leaving. There are people waiting outside and, and waiting to get in, and they, they're even leaving. And you feel bad for the guy. He's like, ah, it's just, there's, I don't have help right now. The manager comes down, gets him some help, and everything kind of resumes. But the kid was awesome. Uh, later that night, we, we decided we haven't had pizza in a really long time, so let's have some pizza. We go to order the pizza. Guess who takes our phone call? <laughs> <laughs> it was Aiden. Uh, so we, uh, Aiden was a good guy. He got a lot of tips from us. Um, but at any rate, um, just that social nature was, it was just a blast. Um, and I, I always liked being around people. I just don't, I don't sense an urgency to do it. And 
we just don't do it as much. Uh, part of the problem is we like our house too much. I, it really has become a problem. When we lived in a smaller house, every Friday we'd be like, oh, let's go get it. Let's get out of here. And we would go out every single Friday night at least. And now we, we just, we'd rather be at home. We love it here. Um, kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a problem, but I need to, I think, I, I think as they say, Kale, you need to get out a little bit more. But if you are suffering from this, I, I don't want to take anything too, I don't want to make it too funny. If you're feeling down, you know, that socialization is absolutely something to look at. If you kind of keep rolling at this and you're, you're not getting any benefit, uh, I always say a week or two that you can't get out of a funk, go see somebody, see your doctor. Um, go talk to somebody about it. It'll, it'll make you feel better, I guarantee it. All right, so that's it for today. That's what's eating kale. Coming up, Ben and I talk turkey. Turkey chili, that is. Also discuss how much I suck at picking winners and losers in football. And Carol's summary with why your dogs do weird things like chasing tails and such. Until then, make it a good one.